I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, happy to be here. Welcome to all the newcomers and people taking chips. That was pretty cool. Um, Sarah, your, your chip dropped on the ground. I, um, I got sober in Boston. My home group was back by steps. And um, it was like, I was convinced that if your chip got dropped, that it was bad luck, right? And so I remember I got a year, which felt like it took forever. It was like impossible. It took, you know. And I got a year and they had this tradition of passing it around. There's like 80 people in this group, you know? And um, some guy dropped it. And um, I was like, <clears throat> I'm fucked. You know, like I worked this hard to get a year. And that dude dropped my chip, you know? And like, I had the worst resentment against that guy for a year, but I made it to two years. And pretty much I started noticing like, they dropped every chip pretty much. And um, every year, my first eight years, somebody dropped my chip. And, um, but I made it to the next year every time. Uh, and then in my ninth year, nobody dropped it. So I was finally relieved. I didn't have any resentments and I relapsed like a month later. So um, I think it's like rain on your wedding day. I think it's, uh, it's one of those things that's good. So I'm happy for you that your chip got dropped and be here in 30 days to celebrate your 90 days. Um, I was born and raised here in um, South Orange County and um, my parents were both AAs. They met in AA in Malibu in 1967. So I was born alcoholic for sure, no question about it. And um, my parents did this super cool thing, kind of ninja-like. Um, they didn't say, you're probably gonna be alcoholic, so don't, don't drink. They said, um, your mom is alcoholic and your dad is alcoholic. Um, and that means the odds of you being alcoholic are high. And we're not gonna tell you not to drink, but you're gonna to have to make decisions later in, in life. And we want you to have that information as you go into your life, um, which was a pretty cool way to do it. Um, and when I had a conversation with my kids this summer, um, I had the same conversation, they're 10 and nine. And I said, um, I have an allergy to alcohol. And um, that means I can't, drink without problems and your grandparents had an allergy to alcohol and there's a chance that you'll have an allergy to alcohol as well and you guys just need to know that as you get older and it was a very important like conversation for me to have with my kids and they were like great can we just play video games now like they didn't <laughs> didn't they didn't care at all but it registered you know they heard it and um and they'll have to make that decision later in life for me um what it did was i always drank alcoholically um but I always had this knowledge in the back of my head and I didn't want to end up in AA. And so I had this ability to like, I think they call it periodic, but like I would start drinking on Friday and I would drink heavy till Sunday, but then I could stop. And so I always felt like if I could stop on Sunday and not drink during the week, then I was an alcoholic. And, um, and it worked for a long time. And then like Friday started to become Thursday to Sunday. And then like Tuesday, and then it was like Monday night football. And then, you know, as it goes and things got bad. And, and um, I found it um, in 2003. And um, my life changed dramatically. I worked the steps. I got a sponsor. Um, life got really good. And um, I met a woman who's not in the program. She was a great, great woman, still is. Um, <laughs> Done a lot of work in the steps to convince myself that she still is a great woman. She's not, she's not my wife anymore, but she's the mother of my kids. And, um, and I'm grateful for her. Um, 
to take care of my kids because at um, at nine years, as I mentioned, I, I relapsed and um, you know it was weird. I was going to three or four meetings a week. Um, I was sponsoring probably half a dozen guys. Um, but what happened in my eighth year was I had a bunch of surgeries and, um, it didn't worry me that much because I was not a, a drug addict or a pill guy, you know, I was an alcohol, a little bit of cocaine, but, um, crack is what we smoke on the East coast. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine sounds less offensive. You know? yeah. Um, and, um, but it fucked up my spiritual condition um, big time. And then some things went really gnarly in, in work and in personal life. I had an 18 month old, my wife was pregnant with our second and um, things just got really hard. And I, what happened was I, I took control back and um, I got pissed at God. Um, I was like, I got sober, I did everything right. And now my life is not going very well. And um, so I took, I took the reins back. I started um, resenting people uh, on the workplace, in my home, um, in my home group, in AA. And um, next thing you know, I just called a doctor and said, hey, you know, I got used to taking pills after the surgery. So I was like, do you have something for the anxiety? So I started taking uh, Klonopin as prescribed. And um, within three months, um, I was at a club and uh, was offered uh, alcohol. I said, no, thanks. I was offered weed. I said, I'm not a pot smoker. It makes me paranoid. And I was offered cocaine. I said, fuck yeah, let's get it going. <laughs> and um, the thought that went through my head was, um, it's not alcohol, so it's okay. Um, and I won't have to tell anybody and I'll still be sober. Um, but nothing goes better with cocaine than alcohol. And I was drunk within an hour and um, that started a nine year journey. Um, and um, what was weird was um, I never really drank alcoholically during that time. Um, I rarely got drunk. Um, uh, when I picked up and they talk about the disease doing push-ups and it being progressive, um, I was a full-blown drug addict. And um, within a couple of years, I was uh, shooting uh, amphetamines and opiates and cocaine together and um, on a daily basis. And uh, I wanted to be a good dad. I wanted to be a good worker. I wanted to be a good husband. I wanted to be a good person. Um, but alcohol and drugs were the priority. And um, I couldn't get out of it. And if you're new and you feel like it, maybe it's not gonna happen, maybe you can't stay sober, I can relate to that. Um, I just was convinced it was never gonna happen for me again. And I kept showing up, you know, I just kept collecting those freaking chips. And um, <laughs> I've got so many 24 hour and 30 day, 60 day chips, it's amazing. And, um, but I just kept suiting up and showing up. Um, and then I basically, then I moved to Hawaii because I was like, actually, I just went to Hawaii for a couple of weeks to kind of like the court was looking for me. And I figured if I went to Hawaii, they'd have to be like 3000 miles away and they'd have a hard time finding me. And, um, and that actually worked, but, um, but I went to an AA meeting and I did it again the next day. And um, I started tapering off of 
narcotics and alcohol. And um, um, now I'm sober. My, my sobriety date is December 8th, 2019. Um, today, I'm definitely humbled by the disease. I don't um, feel overconfident in my ability to stay sober beyond today. And um, the steps have you know, saved my life again. Um, I've got a higher power in my life today. And uh, that's something I have to work on a lot. Um, and I have to pray every day to ask God to um, take my will in my life. And um, like my will is a thing that's kind of a weird thing. Like, what is that, you know? Um, but uh, I heard a great talk by Joe and Charlie and they talked about your will is your thinking. It's the thought plane. And, um, and I like that because I have a powerful thinker that um, thinks that it can manage on its own. And that's gotten me into a lot of trouble with alcohol and drugs over and over again, you know, just one night, you know, and then I'll come back tomorrow. Um, just a little bit of pills and I'll come back tomorrow. Um, just a little bit of cocaine and I won't tell anyone. Um, and that always begins the process of heavy, heavy, gnarly relapse. Because the other thing I've learned is once you pick up and you know you're alcoholic, there's like an urgency to get as much alcohol and drugs into your body because you know you're going to stop again, right? And, um, and it's gnarly. And um, so I just don't pick up the first drink. And um, uh, life is good and getting better today. I appreciate Hugh asking me to speak tonight. Um, he uh, told me I was the third person that he picked. <laughs> I'm third string, but I kind of feel like Tom Brady went in the sixth round, so there's hope for me. But um, anyway, that's all. Thank you very much for listening.